you can find anything on the internet. Literally, just Google arms for chickens. Most often, you will hear us talking about an internet meetup going wrong. But in this case, it goes exactly as planned. I'm Christina. And I'm Kristen. And today on the Real Crime Podcast, we will be telling you all about the cannibal of Rottenburg and his house of horrors. First of all, I don't think it's pronounced Rottenberg, but that's how I'm going to say it, because I think it's like Rotenberg. We don't speak German. Exactly. Well, one, we don't speak German, and this is a pretty rotten story, so I'm going Uh with the cannibal of Rottenberg. (laughs) I'm so excited we're finally doing this story. It is not something that I was mentally prepared for. So I sent it to Christina, like, what, five months ago, maybe? And I was like, let's add this to the list. And she said, okay. And that was the end of it. And I was like, hmm. I don't think she looked up what this case is. (laughs) No, I was like, sure, sounds good. Uh, And then I actually started doing research. And it's so just like, it's so beyond disturbing. I just, I I don't know. Like, so this morning when you texted me and you're like, just let me know when you're ready. I always wanted to text back, like, I'm never going to be ready for today's episode. (laughs) And so just show up whenever you're available. Because like mentally, I'm ill prepared for this. Yeah, so fair warning, this one's pretty gruesome. It's really, it's gruesome, but at the same time, there are no unintended victims, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Everybody who is in this story wanted to be in this story, so (laughs) I just, not my, it's not my cup of tea, so anyway. Um... And also, up until this case, I had never heard of the term voluntary homicide. And now I, I, I definitely have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so today's case takes place in Germany. And I know we have at least one listener living in Germany. So let us know if we missed any of these gory details. And they're very gory. Also, let us know if we're horrendously mispronouncing things. Or Which don't. we are. I know we are. I know we are. I know. I'm going to try my best, but I know I'm going to slaughter it. So in 2001, German man Armin Muse went trolling on the internet looking for sexual gratification. And I mean, that's not the crime. That's literally the average story of any and all single men in any age group. In this case, however, it's what he was seeking it really wasn't your average like spank bank material. He wanted to kill someone and eat them. Creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you heard there. that right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Armin wandered over to the Cannibal Cafe, which is a site for folks who get their kicks from cannibalism. Like apparently that's a real thing. Yes. So did you look it up? Because um, I didn't want to have that on my browser history. Exactly. Um, 
I will say that the site no longer exists, okay. so it's now defunct. Is it because of this case? I mean, probably. Or just the fact that it's the Cannibal Cafe and it's it was, <laughs> you know, there, I feel like there's a lot of things that could be going wrong with that. Um, this case is not funny, by the way, but I will be laughing throughout because I, I don't know how too. else to process it. I don't, exactly. Exactly. I was trying to describe it to my husband, Cole, yesterday, and it was... I, I, I just, I don't have any words. He just kept looking at me like, you're absolutely out of your mind. I can't even believe you're talking to me about this. And I was like, yeah, well, that's the story of my life. So anyway, um, so he goes to the Cannibal Cafe and it's specifically designed for people who like get their kicks or their sexual pleasure from cannibalism, which I also don't think I knew that there was a cannibal fetish. Like I should have assumed, but There's I have a fetish no for everything. literally everything. I know everything. Um, so he specifically wanted a man between the ages of 18 and 25 looking to be snacked on. Surprisingly, a number of people responded, but all of them backed out, which is like super fair. Yeah, I think most of them were like, oh, the idea of it. And like we can talk back and forth about the possibility, but like not actually actually get. Well, OK, OK. And I'm going to get into that, too, um, because this this whole thing there's a lot of pieces to it that boggle my mind that go beyond the obvious. Um, and I probably thought way too much about this case. Uh, anyway, so everybody backed out until of course, a gentleman named burned Jurgen Armando Brandes, a 43 year old engineer reached out. Now, Clearly, at 43, he didn't fit the description perfectly, but beggar cannibals can't be chooser cannibals. He actually told Arwen that he was 35 to, like, better fit into his category a little mm-hmm. bit. He lied, you know, we all lie about our ages. Not I guess, really, but I, especially on, like, dating sites and I guess. cannibal sites, you know? I would lie about wanting to be eaten, because I wouldn't want to be eaten. No. Ever. <laughs> so. The pair met in person very soon after making initial internet contact, and they actually videotaped their whole escapade. It took place at Armin's home in Rottenburg, Rotenburg, whatever it's uh, pronounced as. Probably neither of those. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But still, you know, you get it. I'm going with Rottenburg. Like I said, it just makes sense for this. They literally got right down to business. I mean, I don't think that there was any, like, small talk. I don't think that there was any cordial, the like, small I'll talk take happened out to dinner. Like, during. before on the Cannibal Cafe website. That's, right. That's fair. All right. And Brandis, Brandis was, okay, so I, I wrote this while kind of tired. Um, Brandis was, was hun- 100% DTBE which is, uh, most people know the phrase DTF. And in this case, it's down to be eaten. So um, that was fun for me. Anyway. Very clever. Thank you. (laughs) Don't. don't. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Don't feed this. Don't feed this. Okay. (laughs) So Brenda swallowed a ton of sleeping pills and medicated syrups. As you would have to. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Assuming this would probably dull the pain. Uh, as next, the pair actually attempted to, together, consume Brandis's severed penis. Okay, so you skipped right over the part where Arwen just, like, bites it off or well, tries to? so, no, I, I, I didn't. So, oh, okay. I, I, really, essentially what happens is 
Brandis is like, I want you to bite my penis off. Like, I want to be alert and awake and functional while I watch you bite my penis off. And Arwen tried, but the texture was too chewy and he couldn't bite through the flesh. And so he ended up having to, like, get a knife and sever his penis off. Then together, the pair um, tries to eat it. And... So he goes down to cook it. Well, because so first they try to eat it raw, mm-hmm. but it's too chewy. And Gross. Brandis can't chew it. Like uh, he's eating his own penis at this point. Attempting he's to. Yes. Attempting to. It's too chewy. His word, not mine, because that's just not a word I'm using to describe a penis ever. And I mean, it's it's one of those things. So Armin goes down and he's like, well, I'll cook it up. I'm going to you know go ahead and and make this easier to to cook up. He uses a little bit of Brandis's fat, which he removes from him, and, like, cooks it down. On a skillet. Like, on, just imagine. Yeah. Like, so think about cooking a piece of bacon. Or don't or imagine. Or a sausage. That's a, probably a better comparison. Chopped up bits of sausage. And, but it's a penis, and it's Brandis's penis, and he burns it. Like, he completely... Also, it shrivels up so much because of all the fatty tissue. Mm-hmm. So, like mm-hmm. bacon... You know, you put it on the skillet and it's, it's like tiny long yeah. and <laughs> and then it shrinks and yep. then it shrinks shrivels together. on up. And so he feeds it to his dog. His poor, poor dog. dog. Okay, so that is the victim in That's this an, entire. Oh, you're right. You're right. There is a victim. It's the dog that ate the man's severed penis because he didn't know what he was eating. And Jesus, that's awful, 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 awful. Anyway, so after this. Um, I, you know, Brandis was feeling a little woozy from the 20 plus sleeping pills and all the medicated syrups. And loss of blood. Excessive <laughs> loss of blood from having his penis cut off. And so Armin runs a bath for him. He runs the bath. He gets Brandis into the bath. And Brandis is just kind of like floating in and out of consciousness as he's bleeding out in the bathtub. And, for like hours, this is happening. Right. And Armin's like, well, I'm just going to go read for a little bit. So he goes and he picks up a book on Star Trek and literally and starts reading this book. And then he's like, well, I guess I should probably kill and eat this guy soon. But before doing that, he's like, I'm going to really prey on this. And so that's what he did. He sat and he prayed about, I guess, the, the, the process of eating this man. And I, I just really need to know, like, who's this God he's talking to? Like, who is he praying to? That he's like, well, no, it's time. Yep, it's time to go ahead and kill him and eat him. Well, you know, some some people are like, I don't know. If you remember last week with John List. Yeah. He was praying to his God That's and true. he murdered his entire family. That's true. Ah, man. And I guess like maybe, maybe it, but it wasn't like a sacrificial thing. This what this wasn't like he was just like, I'm going to really ruminate about this and I'm really going to go back and forth. And so that's what he did. And after much deliberation, he walks back in, he gets Brandis and he stabs him through the throat. Uh, and then after he stabs him through the throat, he hung him up in his home on a meat hook. Um, yeah. So just a reminder like we said at the beginning, 
every aspect of this is being videotaped. So there was no denying that any of this took place or any of this crime took place. Right. So like within that, you get the consent of mm-hmm. the non-victim, I guess. Mm-hmm. And all of the criminal acts that are being consented to. Right. So it's what do you do with that? Right. Exactly. So at this point, Armin dismembered Brandis. And over the course of almost a year, it was about 10 months, he ate nearly 44 pounds of his body. So he would actually keep frozen parts of the body that he had dismembered in a freezer, like underneath boxes of other things. So it was kind of tucked away. And the process of this, I guess, was for sexual pleasure. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, there are so many other things that you could eat and get some sort of, like, sexual pleasure out of, like, a really amazing slice of pizza after a very long day of not having eaten anything. Like, it tastes so good, like, your whole body. I I, I don't know. I I also don't understand. So, Brandis, the the non-victim, also did this for sexual pleasure, but... But he died, so... Well, that's just it. Well, people die from... Um, I can't say that word. Asphyxiation. Um, and they do, but you just, you, you don't get to do it more than once. And I think that's something that really throws me off on this. And, you know, there, there must be something incredible going on internally for them that, you know, we're obviously not witness to and not capable of understanding. But I I just think about it. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, that's the piece that's really mind boggling to me is the Brandis sexual gratification piece of it. And how that imagine that he could have died happy in that bathtub. Well, and I, I can't imagine that if he had taken so many drugs that he could have even experienced anything that his conscious self would have wanted to experience in that moment. Right. Because he he wasn't... He because wasn't... He was drugged. Exactly. He wasn't in a conscious state at that point, you know? He was practically unconscious when he got stabbed in the throat. So it just... It doesn't make sense to me. But that, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist for people, I suppose. It's not all about you. I know. Well, you know what? I'm making this about me, okay? (laughs) Got to talk to this guy. I got to figure this out. So clearly, because of this videotape, this was all consensual. It was completely controlled. Brandis knew he wasn't going home after this. So there must have been a plan in place for him. I'm assuming he at least gave notice at work and didn't just like not show up as a missing person. He was never reported as a missing person, you know? Uh, almost a year went by after this happened. But didn't he live with his girlfriend? I think he lived with his girlfriend, and that's how this was all wrapped up. No. It was a, a random college student. We'll get to that. Hmm. We'll get to that. Okay. Don't worry. So, I don't know. I The other thing is kind of this thought process of... Did he pay rent? Like, you know, like what happened? Did he move out of his apartment? Did he sell his things? Or did he just like get up and walk away from his life to go get eaten? Okay, so he traveled. He wasn't in, he he wasn't from Germany. Right, 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 right. So 
he was in a whole different country. So I'm pretty sure that his girlfriend did report him missing, but there were no leads or anything. She had no idea where he went. Gotcha. Okay. So because he was living a life with his girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, but not in Germany sort of thing. Right. Okay. Okay. So they had no idea where he was. Right. So he was gone. Okay. All right. Got it. So at this point, Armin has now consumed about 44 pounds and decides that he's just not satisfied with one victim. He wants to do this again. So he posts a new ad and a college student who maybe just out of curiosity stumbled onto the Cannibal Cafe. Who knows? Seems like a dangerous stumble. I mean, I probably went on some sketchy places in the early days of the interwebs. So... Yeah, so he basically stumbles upon it, and he alerted authorities, because he said, this feels strange, this advertisement feels really strange, and people are responding to it, which is even stranger and more concerning. So police go to the home of Armin Muse, they track him down, they search his home, locate the videotape, and in 2003, Armin was arrested. Now, he was eventually found guilty of murder, but he was actually first found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced for that and then retried in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Also, their laws are a little different. Like, yes. Like their um, uh, description of manslaughter versus murder than, right. than in the than here in the U.S. Yes, 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 yes. And there there were some, like, little nuanced pieces about the murder conviction and why they were able to get that and why they didn't go for it in the first place. But what's, what's even stranger is, so he was deemed likely to be a repeat offender. Um, but for... Clearly. Him, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, he, he clearly wanted to do this again. He never got rid of that urge or that taste for human flesh. But what's even stranger is Germany, I guess, has a kind of, I don't want to call it a parole, but it's my understanding that they will kind of allow people to leave the prison under supervised excursions. I don't know how else to say it. It's like, I'm likening it to if, your cruise ship is the prison when you go jet skiing in Jamaica. That's, you know, that's your excursion for the day, but it's monitored. And then you get back to the the cruise ship, you go back to prison, you know? And so he's allowed to like go out into the public and things like that. um, Monitored, of course, but then he goes back into prison. I mean, really, I don't think that he's like a danger to anyone. No, I don't think he's just going to like find somebody and randomly like lunge at them and start eating them. That's not his... No, that's not his M.O. That's something he would do for sure. But it's it is it's a weird concept to me. It's a very strange concept to me. But also we approach I think we approach prison and what a prison sentence means in a very different way from the rest of the world. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. Now, the home where the crimes were actually committed actually burned down in April of this year of 2023. It had been empty for years. And I mean, at one point it had a dead man in a meat hook, you know, so I get it. I Nobody wouldn't want to live there. There, Exactly. Um, they assume it was arson, but no one's been charged with the arson. 
And many people have come forward saying, like, this can't become some sort of place that people go to and, um, like, patronize, if you will. They they need to just demolish it and get rid of it and, and level it, which seems to be, you know, what's necessary. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. This isn't like a, like a serial killer didn't live there. It's not like one of those... Yeah. It's not like you're passing by Ted Bundy's house or something. It's no, like that's fair. That's just fair. Some guy was, had a, you know, eating flesh fetish. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened in that house. Yeah. I feel like I would have no interest in seeing that ever. Yeah. No, I, I just, I wouldn't have anything, perhaps like if you were a neighbor or someone who lived a little closer, there would be more of a negative impact or effect, but I don't know. I, this one is is weird. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really care as much about the house. I right. Suppose, I'm saying like I don't I, like out of all the cases that we've covered, this yeah. wouldn't be the house that I'd be like, let's go put it on our tour. You or know, like we need to burn this stop. down so no one sees it. That's fair. Yeah. Like yeah. there are so many other. Oh my houses. god, there's so many other houses that need to be torn down, burned down. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of which, uh, just because we're talking about serial killers and houses, um, and it's so fresh, can we take a second to talk about the Gilgo Beach guy? Yes. Yes. So I actually um, just did an interview with uh, Claire Trapozo, who is a, uh, a writer for Realtor.com, and she talked to me about uh, the Gilgo Beach house and something that I learned kind of in in talking about all of that, looking at the case, getting all of those details, his house where he lived is less than three miles away from the Amityville Horror House. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's just on the other side. So don't buy a house in that section of town. Well, so that's why I was like, I guarantee you people are going to come out and say that this area is cursed because it's like to have so many victims and they have not established whether or not they believe um, this man to be just the Gilgo Beach four murderer, or if he's also believed to be the Long Island serial killer. And so if we're talking like Long Island serial killer plus Gilgo Beach plus Amityville horror all in like what a five mile radius, like, yeah, maybe don't move to Long Island anytime soon. Even if it is like it's densely populated. There's a lot of people in that area. So it would make sense that one or two would be terrible. Yeah, of course, of course. But I just feel like there's more than their fair share, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, uh, it's uncool, for sure. Um, so I'll I'll post a link to that article. I'm, I'm really curious to kind of see what everyone else's take is on it. Um, yeah, and if you have any feedback or fun facts for us, send it our way. We love hearing from you. We do. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.